So what we have in front of us is my first digital drum machine, the first product that I made. And it's sort of a big black metal box with two wood sides on it and a large flat surface on the top of it, which during the 80s people used to tell me that it was uh, used largely for cutting cocaine. Primarily, you'll see a number of buttons that if I press on them, they make the sound of drums. Here's bass, 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 bass.
curmudgeonly, I don't contrary to popular belief. I love pop culture, but I just find it at the moment a little bit, a little bit dreary and mediocre, and lacking in, in charm. It's like it's almost that thing they say about misanthropic people. The reason they're misanthropic people is because they quite because they know that the human race can be better. And I'm just a bit misanthropic when it comes to pop music because I know it can be better. Everyone seems to be a bit too grateful. The bands seem to be a bit grateful. There's too many bands going, thanks everyone for coming at the end of the night. Not like, fuck off what you're doing here, you know, I told you we were good. You know, there's, there's, a, bit of, there's a bit of that lacking. You still DJing with vinyl? Um, I buy vinyl. I kind of am. Um, I buy vinyl and I record onto CD because then I have the best of both. I love vinyl, but I don't. Um, I didn't like lugging 30 kilos of records around Europe at the best of times, uh, even less so now. So you, you get to carry um, a lot of vinyl, even although it, you know it's recorded with an analog line onto a CD CD player. You still get people. Um, they expect you to expect me to play on vinyl. You get one punter a gig coming up and having a look and kind of looking at you with a kind of disappointed, you know, slight shrug and off they walk, but there's no point trying to lean over and shout, you know, and explain that you do actually support, support vinyl. How did you make that step from, um, from DJ to producer? Well, again, it was just because I had a good record collection, you know, so I became a DJ because I had a good record collection and I'd be playing at clubs that people wanted to go to, uh, and those bands were at those clubs. Um, so, it's, you know, the ones that I wanted to work with are the ones that went to the club and, and were genuinely influenced by the music that I was playing, or Paul Oakenfold was playing, or Danny Ramplin was, was playing. Uh, um, and um, so it seemed only natural that I would, they would ask me to, to make their, their records sound like the records I was playing or they were they were dancing to. That's why I was bought, you know, I wasn't bought in um, as a technical, you know, it, it was the fact that I knew I was on those dance floors every weekend. That's the knowledge that I was bringing and, and, and the structures and the sounds of those of those records. You know, I had to work with an engineer to, 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 to realise them. But I wasn't, you know, that same engineer wasn't in DJing in nightclubs every weekend. I, I, I think half the attraction for, for art for me was its lack of respectability, you know, especially being brought up in the suburbs, um, which was, you know, I didn't have a bad upbringing, but it, it was the suburbs and it, it, was, it was quite monochromatic. Um, and all the colour seemed to be coming from people that, that um, weren't that respectable. David Bowie on Top of the Pops doing Starman, that old suburban cliche. You know, that wasn't deemed particularly respectable just after tea time in 1972. And the same with the Sex Pistols. You know, that, that to my parents' generation and their parents who fought in the Second World War, that was, that was a, a giant, you know, literally a gob in the face sometimes. How long have you been doing this for? Well, well it was, it, I would say I'm just trying to 